Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Welcome to the Buzzing About Romance, quick shot of romance. On this episode, we are continuing our October theme, which is the anti-hero. And t- today I'm joined by Rachel, who you can find on Instagram as Read with Rach. And we are reviewing Vines by Bryn Asher. And this is book one in her Killer series. Welcome back to the podcast, Rachel. Thanks for having me again. Do you want to read the synopsis from Goodreads for us? Yeah. In the Virginia countryside outside of Washington, D.C., Addie Wentworth was on a mission to make a new life for herself. When the opportunity arose, she settled in horse and wine country. Experiencing more than her fair share of tragedy and loss, she had plans for her future, one where failure wasn't an option. And not just because people and cows were counting on her. She poured everything she had into her struggling vineyard because once she's in, she's all in. After giving himself wholly to the job for 10 years, Crew Vega was done. He'd fulfilled his commitment, done his duty, gone above and beyond to settle the score, and the score was high. All he had to do was train his replacements and he'd be out for good. He had a plan, one that didn't include getting involved with his new neighbor, a woman who not only kept cows for pets, but treasured her employees as family and understood him better than anyone ever had before. But when he learned a high-level CIA target being investigated for treason was keeping tabs on her, no, he never planned on that. And like everything Vega did in life, when he goes in, he's all in. Okay, so Bryn Asher does put a warning on these. She says, I'm a devout member of the Mama Club and don't want to get kicked out by angry mamas. If you aren't 18, turn around, go drink your milk and eat your veggies. It's good for your bones. And go to bed early. You're still growing. Your body needs sleep. And don't text and drive. And be nice. Sit with the kid who sits alone at lunch and read a PG-13 book. It's good for your brain. And go tell your mama you love her. Chop, chop run along now. I'll see you back when you're eligible to vote. So this book was released November 1st, 2016. So it's a few years old and the tropes are anti-hero, neighbors, protector, hidden identity, instant connection, slow burn, and found family. And the put out percentage for this one is 53%, but they have some really intense chemistry from like the get-go. Um, So you don't miss it. And then, but once they hit that put out percentage, watch out. It's good. Okay. So let's talk about crew a little bit, because we meet him first and he is setting up this new establishment and you don't really know what is happening. Like it's real, it's kind of shady, but it's not shady at the same time. It feels shady though. (laughs) Like it definitely feels shady. shady. Mm-hmm. And I figured it wasn't like totally shady, but all the like secretiveness mm-hmm. and not knowing what it is kind of makes you think like all What's kinds really of crazy things. Here? You're like, like what's really this be? And the the way Bryn Asher writes it, like she's really evasive with the details. Like she skirts around just enough that you're like, oh crap, like what is going on here? Yes, I completely agree. I like my mind went all over the place with what it could possibly <laughs> mm-hmm. be. Yeah, but so crew, like he's really intense and pretty secretive. But once you learn his backstory and like the real truth of like what he is doing, like you 
totally understand it, but he's, he's an intense guy. Yeah, he is super intense. And I, he was so intense that I like, wasn't sure how I was going to feel about him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's, he's that one character where like, when you meet him, like, you're not sure what kind of qualities really is going to have, but, but then he sees Addie like that first time. And like, you just know, like she's going to bring him to his knees and he's going to welcome it. Yeah. I, that first scene where he like, where they meet each other, I Uh like, it just cracked me up because I got the same feeling you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. I just knew that she was going to just completely own him by the end of it or by the middle. Yes. Well, you don't exactly like when you first meet him and he's like looking for all these outbuildings, like for training and all the evasiveness, like you don't really expect this adorable meet cute where she's like, looking for Harry the cow Harry the girl cow (laughs) at that but she named him after named her after Harry Potter so it's like you get this really adorable like cute moment and like this serious like alpha is like why is your cow named Harry like it's a cow not a pet yeah I loved all the smirking Mm -hmm. because he was so so serious and then she just starts naming her cows and he's mm-hmm. like okay like who is this well and it's one of those things where so Addie has lived at this winery for a year and a half I think if I remember correctly and yep. so when she bought it she inherited these cows she inherited like the cows came with the business, the employees came with the business and they basically were like, if you want this to succeed, like you need to listen to us. And this is why the last three people didn't. And so she took that to heart and they, they have created their own family because Addie, she doesn't have any family. It was just her. And she was, she was looking for something and she definitely found, she definitely found it at Whitetail and she trusts the people that work for her without fail yeah I loved all of her employees I loved Mm -hmm. how they became family Mm -hmm. and I love that she wasn't like your typical business person in some books where you know she knew she didn't necessarily know how to run a vineyard Mm -hmm. so she did what she was good at and then embraced what everyone else was good at Right. So like everybody that came with the business, like they all have their strengths. Like she, Van is the venter and like he creates the wines. And so like, he's kind of this cocky playboy and you get little like snippets of him, but like, he's very good at what he does. And so she trusts him to continue that. And Maggie is her chef who doesn't bake, but like cooks really well. So like, but she, she really took the time to learn these people and to learn what they're good at and what they know. Yeah. And I, I really thought it said a lot about her as a person. Like Mm -hmm. she just seemed like a good person that you wanted to root for. Mm -hmm. Well, and you just want to be friends with her and like hang out with them in that ordinary, which I don't actually know what an ordinary is, but it's like this crazy room, like in the farmhouse. I'm like, like, I think it's a thing in Virginia and it's like, it must be, I need to like, look it up because I, know I, I was confused, but, but like, 
it was explained well but it was like I was intrigued yeah like I I wanted to to go I want to go there and like hang out and like play poker with them in the ordinary just because it seems like so much fun I completely agree I love that poker scene (laughs) oh I yeah it's good but that's the thing like these side characters I want to talk about them because like a little bit more just because I love the side characters because you get so much of crew and Addie and like this like the guys that crew works with um Grady and Asia or Asa Asa Asa, I don't know how Asa whatever A-S-A is his name I don't know how to pronounce it (laughs) but so you get a lot of them like when it's just crew and like they're talking about business stuff and there's this whole thing with Grady that we'll talk about in a minute but you get Addie and like her her band of family but I think the side characters were such a they didn't distract from the story at all like they were they were such an important part to both of them Mm -hmm. but they just enhanced the entire storyline as a whole like they never didn't take away from anything which I sometimes you don't get that yeah, I completely agree. I think sometimes in books, when there's a lot of side characters, you end up liking the side characters maybe more than the main characters, where mm-hmm. you're like, oh, they're funny. I want more of them. And that's okay sometimes, mm-hmm. but I like that they only added to the story. They didn't yeah. take away from the main characters. Mm-hmm. And you enjoyed the scenes with them, but you weren't missing them when they weren't there. Well, but there was this element too, where like, they all play to their strengths like like Bev is the one character her husband Morris is the caretaker like he is basically like the the handyman of the the property but she refuses to work for Addie because she wants to be able to sit and read whenever she wants and so like I just thought that was like that's the perfect job like I can just sit and read when I want but like, I will do these work things because I want to help her out. And I thought that was just like such a, a great addition to the story. Cause this is a woman who does not have to do anything to help her, but she will drop anything to help Addie when she needs it. Yeah. I loved her. And then also I loved Clara. Mm-hmm. Like, I just thought her story, she was so funny because I could just imagine, you know, like having all the kids at home, all the sons all of her sons she has three boys boys along with her (laughs) husband and just needing to get out of the house well like like, please give me this job (laughs) and I just I love how she doesn't have a filter though but it comes out in like all of them like they're just so comfortable with each other and like they pull crew into that and like they pull Grady into that to an extent because he's a little standoffish in this book and they they pull Asa or however you say his name in like even though he's a little bit older and a little like his dynamic is different but like they they grasp onto these guys that are next door because they they want Addie to to be with crew like they see him and they're like oh like he's gonna be perfect for her like that's what she needs yep I completely agree so let's talk about so Addie is pulled into this chaos because of this guy who is on the CIA's like target list. And there's, there's reasonings for that, but, and there's little moments that you get throughout the book and you learn more about Addie's past. And 
what this guy means to her and how they're connected. But like when he shows up, crew like takes the protective like over the top, like because his his property is cameraed in fortress size like because of what's going on over there but the minute this dude shows up at the the vineyard like he wastes no time in protecting every inch of her vineyard so he can protect her because he he has decided like he is all in to this crazy woman who has cows for pets (laughs) yeah i i was like shocked at how quickly he went all in like shocked but not mm-hmm. I guess because you could tell that like that's the type of guy he is mm-hmm. but at the same time I'm like you barely know her guy like what's going on well, in your head but he doesn't at this like but he knows everything at the same time like yes which you you very- find out like like where his head is because like he has this high level clearance because of what he does which we're not going to tell you you got to read it to figure (laughs) it out but so he has this high level of clearance and like so he he learns everything and there are some things that you're not expecting because because there's a moment where he throws a word out there and you're like what i know like obviously you read the synopsis and you know that like she has some stuff going on but, but you like, but you don't expect it like Brian I, Asher, I did she not is expect a, her to have like stuff going on stuff. Like, like she's she throws a good twist like she's good at the twist like you were not expecting the twist that she throws at you no. sometimes yeah it's I like, was I was expecting something like you know common yeah, in these but it, kinds of books don't want to spoil anything but I was no. thinking it'd be like your garden variety like like she had a bad divorce or like was an yeah, abusive like relationship abuse. and she's hiding from somebody but that is not the case maybe maybe all. a stalker I don't know um, <laughs> maybe not not uh all that was in this Mm-mm. no not at all no so we are going through all sorts of stuff and like this CIA target stuff is still going, but then Grady is having these moments where he, he wants to go back to what they were doing and crew. Like he knows that he shouldn't be going back. So he has previously told Addie, like he's done, like he's not going back to what he was doing before, but he makes the decision to go back for Grady and at, Addie kind of, she kind of loses it a little bit because she's like, you said you were done. Like you said, you weren't going back. But then at the same time, like when they, they're gone for a little bit, but when they get back, like her reaction to what happened, because he doesn't keep secrets from her. Like, that's the thing. Mm -hmm. Like he, he even said, like, there's no secrets. Like they're, they're open. They're honest. Like he, he lets her in. And I, so she was scared when he left but when he came back like she got it and she understood and she while she was frustrated he made that decision to go because he had promised her he wouldn't like the fact that things happened the way they did I I really liked her reaction and her the way that that whole like scenario was written yeah I completely agree because I 
I really kind of resonated with her almost Mm -hmm. because I felt the same way. Like I would have also been like mad and super Mm -hmm. apprehensive and very worried. But then like once you sit and think about it and you find out everything, Mm -hmm. you know, you get it. Yeah. Well, and the fact too, like when they were gone, like she had no contact, like he couldn't call, she couldn't text, like they had zero contact. So like she was, she was flying blind through all of that. Like, and I think that was a big part of it too. Like she knew he was going to be gone and she knew that there was, there was going to be nothing. Like, and that was one of the things like she could even tell, like when he left, like he wasn't really okay with the fact that he was going, but he had to go. And he wasn't okay with the fact that like, she wasn't going to know what was going on, but he did not leave her unprotected. Like she still had people watching over her and were there for her the entire time. So she knew like, he's not here, but he's still here. Yeah. And that had to be like, at least a little comforting because I can't imagine, you know, you, Mm -hmm. you start like being involved with this guy and he's Mm -hmm. done and you know what he used to do. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's not done anymore. And you're like, oh crap. Like one, I didn't sign up for this. Right. Two, like he could like like, all sorts of bad things. (laughs) Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. But, so it just shows how strong of a person she is it, too. It does, but it also like it also shows too that like she sees crew, like she truly sees him and like sees like this is something he yep. needed to do. Like he needed to be there for Grady, like when he was having this like crisis of conscience, and he needed to be there to make sure like nothing bad happened to him because he wouldn't be able to live with it if something did and I think that showed too like that was one thing that crew like talked about like how she sees him like she can read him like read his moods read his like like thoughts and he's never had that with anybody because he could always mask that but with her like even when he's at his like stoicness and like trying to mask everything like he could never hide stuff from her like she always knew when something was going on like intrinsically and that had to be like kind of weird for him right Mm -hmm. because he was young yeah when he went into this Mm -hmm. he was like 23 yeah so for you know the like most of his adult life mm-hmm. yeah he's been he, in this he was like this completely mode. in a like in a bubble almost yeah. from getting close to anyone mm-hmm. and well, then all and, of a sudden you meet this person who just like knows you right like on a cellular level and like right and that was the thing too like he he wasn't expecting it because like even that first meet like the first time they met like there mm-hmm. was just something in the way they connected that like he knew like this this is different this is completely different than any other meeting that I've ever had before yep. in my life one thing I like though too is like you get tiny little easter eggs of build up into the next book like you meet the hero and like he's a big part of book one but you meet the heroine too um just <laughs> sparingly but like I like the fact that it's the first book of the series, but there's, and there's some world building because, because the, the vineyard is such a big part of Addie's life. Yeah. 
but but it doesn't take away from it. But you don't, it's one of those books that it stands really strong as a standalone. Yeah, I definitely agree. And like, it wasn't one of those first in the series books that spent so much time mm-hmm. building the world that you didn't like necessarily care about the couple. Right. So I've read, I've read quite a few series where it is very much the first in the series and it's just well, and the couple's setting almost, everything up. Yeah. And the couple's almost like focusing. an afterthought. Exactly. Exactly. And I did not feel that way with this book. Mm-hmm. Well, and one thing too, is this book is, so it was 2016, but you don't feel technologically lost in it either. Like it, it holds up for those few years, like that, that year, like years gap, like you there's, they're not talking about things that were really popular in 2016, that it doesn't make sense anymore. Like there's, there's none of that. Like they talk about texting, but in, in like a general sense, they talk about like computers, but in a general sense, like there's no like specifics of any of that stuff. Yeah. I actually didn't even know it was written in 2016 until you said that. Like, see, there we go. So (laughs) it does because Sometimes you read a book and you're like, oh, when was this written? Mm. Because yeah, there might there's be something there's, like they'll talk about little like, things. Yeah. You're like, hmm. hmm. And yeah, that wasn't the case with this. Mm-mm. But in this one, it wraps up really well. So, like, you could stop at this book if you don't want to. But I mean, that's just crazy talk because it's such a good series. But you, like, if you read this book and you're like, I liked it, but like, it wasn't my favorite. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to move forward on the rest of them. Like it wraps up really well. Cause like it, it is a true standalone in a, the connection is the characters. Like there's no, there's no storyline that, that flows from book to book. Yeah. There's no cliffhanger or anything. Mm-mm. And like, there's no, there's no overarching story or anything like that. Like this is crew and Addie, their HEA, full stop. Like if you get to book two, which is Grady's book, like it's very good. You will really enjoy it, but you don't have to read it if you don't want to. So did you like this book? Yeah, I really liked it. So I hadn't read Bren Asher before. No. So I wasn't quite sure what to expect, mm-hmm. but I really, really liked it. It's good. She, she writes so well. She's one of my, she's one of my all-time favorites. Um, I really enjoy this book because neither of the characters are quite what they seem. Like you go into it thinking one thing and then she takes you, she turns left and she takes you that way, but then she veers the other direction. Right. Like, it hmm. was not what I expected. I'm not sure what I expected, but it, it wasn't this. And mm-hmm. I, I love that. So who would typically like this book? So I would say like, if you read romantic suspense, you'd really like this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like characters with the past. So mm-hmm. they both have things in their past, very different things, but they shaped both characters and it kind of helps drive the story too. Mm-hmm. Well, and Addie's past is is a huge part of this, this storyline, which you, you don't get a lot of her past until like pretty far into the book because of the way it's written, but you, and so you're guessing, you're like, what could it be? Like, maybe it's this, or maybe it's this, but I, 
I honestly, like I'm per- a person who can sometimes like figure out like the twist before mm-hmm. a book, the end of a book, but this one, I did not figure it out. And this was a reread for me. So it's been a while since I read it and I was like really happy to dive back into this world. But yeah, so fans of suspense with a little bit of mystery involved because there's definitely that mystery element and then fans of possessive alphas, but they're not over the top and like assholey about it. Like he's possessive, but he's not a dick. Yep. Well, I mean, he can't even. Not to her though. Not to her, like never to her. He's like the the soft marshmallow when it comes to Addie. And then like, especially in that epilogue. Oh my gosh. I know. That was a great epilogue. It was. So would you recommend this book? Yeah, I would definitely recommend this book. I really liked this world she created. I plan on reading the rest of the series for sure. Mm -hmm. And I definitely want to read more books by this author. Yeah, I definitely recommend this entire series. So as of right now, there's five books in this series written. Book six comes out in February, but book seven, which it's technically part of it but not so it is part of the aurora rose reynolds happily ever alpha oh, okay so cool. they she has that tie-in but that is evan's book so if you read it you'll uh, you'll get that so it's evan but yeah so that's technically book seven and book six comes out in february so i'm very excited for that and i don't know who it is because she's been really vague about it <laughs> awesome I know I can't wait but yeah so I definitely recommend this book and she's one of my favorites like I recommend her and read her she doesn't have a huge backlist but all of her books are really really good so good and they all have little like tie-ins too because you meet there's an FBI agent that like ties into one of her other series that you meet in the next book okay it's very exciting so well Thank you so much, Rachel, for joining me on this quick shot of romance. Yep. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks everybody and happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.